Happy Monday. Welcome in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. The single life, that's cool. I don't know about for the holidays, but that is a forever jam. We were rocking out to that. Welcome in. Happy Monday. Happy Victory Monday. We'll get into that in a second. You already know. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. This, of course, is the show where we hit all the trending topics across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture. I, of course, am your host, Jill Monroe. I hope your weekend was excellent and amazing. Shout out to one of our listeners. And (laughs) I hope that you are ready and locked in because we have so much to discuss tonight. You know... I guess I'm kind of a Monday person now because let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because I get to come back here to you guys and so much stuff happens over the weekend that I'm excited because I get to come and share and get in on all of these good topics. So let me let you know if you want to join in on this conversation at any point, 800 920-1580, 800-920-1580, because listen, we're going to get into some things. Andy? Can we peel the curtain back just a little bit? Of course. So obviously, you know, a lot of people don't see the work that goes on behind the scenes. Right. And what it takes to uh, produce a three-hour show. Man. So now you being a, a Monday person, I'm curious to know, is it easier to do the show Absolutely. for Monday as opposed Absolutely. to maybe like Thursday, Friday? Absolutely. Speak on it. Absolutely. It's easier to do the show because I have more time to prepare. Let me tell you something, right? A three-hour show is nothing nice, you guys. We... we come in and we prepare we're not just like okay we're just gonna chat we're just gonna chat it up there is research into topics there is an order to the topics there is research for the clips there's a lot that goes into it so and you know things move fast topics move fast and I want to make sure I get you guys correct information accurate information up-to-date information because you can't be VIP if you aren't first right or at least like way ahead of the curve So I try and do that with all the topics. So, you know, over the weekend, I have a little bit more chance to spread out and get myself ready for Monday. But also because it is the weekend and so much goes along in the weekend, we got to wait until Monday to actually discuss it. So that's why I was you know, asking if it makes it easier on Monday. I mean, it does just for that because I know. But sometimes it's kind of scary because I'm like, oh, I want to get to every topic and you know we don't always have time because we have lots of interesting thoughts to share so speaking of let me give you the rundown on what we're going to get into on this good monday if you aren't already you know this is a side note one that you know but download the app okay so you can listen to any of the shows at any time you like if you want the visual experience with this audio experience hit up youtube Hit us up on social media, KBLA 1580. I'm, of course, at Stiletto Jill everywhere. Say hi. Send, you know, if there's something you come across. There are listeners that are very good. Shout out to Urban Spencer, to a couple others that hit me up in the DMs like, hey, Jill, talk about this. Hey, we want to know more about this. So I appreciate it. You guys know Andy's always on theme, always on point. So we didn't just play the single life because, you know, it's a jam and 85 was a nice year for Cameo and that red cock piece. 
No, there is a connection. So we're going to be talking about Cardi B. She announced last night on her Instagram Live that she and Offset are separated. I don't know if divorce is imminent, but we're going to get into that. A little details surrounding that because there was more drama attached and surrounding that. And um, I have a little insight on some of that erroneous drama that popped up on the weekend. So, you know. We're going to also get into an hour two MC Hammer. You know, we just went through all of these 50th anniversary hip hop celebrations. The one that took place, um, I think it was in November here in L.A. at the YouTube Theater was aired on CBS last night. You can catch that on Paramount Plus. But Hammer has been missing from all of these conversations. So we're going to talk about what he said, why he wasn't there. And then we're going to drop a little bit into the time capsule and take a look back at when Hammer was cracking to kind of examine what he said and flip it back to what it was. So I know that's a little cryptic, but we'll get into it. I promise. And then in the third hour, you know, Tamar Braxton, I love Tamar, but sometimes I'm just like, Tay Tay, Leave social media out of it. Well, she and Love and Hip Hop's um, Tommy Lee have been going back and forth. Tommy Lee was on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She also appeared on, I think, Baddies West, which is on Zeus. Yikes. Um, So they are going into it behind Tamar's fiance that she met on the reality show. And they broke up and now we're back together. So we're going to get into those details. Plus, we have updates on Diddy, Kiki Palmer, and so much more. And, of course, we're going to get into the conversation starters when we come forward. So lock yourselves in. Get comfortable because I really didn't even give you everything that is on the docket. (laughs) I'm calling it a docket like it's a legal thing. Well, it's fine. All right. I haven't given you the whole rundown. So we're going to get into all of that and more. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So first up, I mentioned it's Victory Monday. And it is. So in case you were unaware, the Los Angeles Lakers won the first ever in-season tournament for the NBA in Las Vegas on Saturday night. They beat the Indiana Pacers. Anthony Davis had a monster game. You know, he showed up every so often. Anthony shows up and reminds us why we wanted him here, why we were like, yep, LeBron can hand the torch off to him. And we'll see if it continues throughout the season. LeBron got MVP of the tournament, even though AD did, you know, dominate that game. Austin Reeves came out of the shadows and had a great first half. Um, it was a good game. It was exciting. The tournament turned out to be exciting. The Lakers swept the tournament. So let's talk about that. And contrary to what initially was said, I think the NBA was like, quit playing. They are going to hang a banner. There's going to be like a mini kind of, not really a ceremony, but they're going to be hanging it in the next few weeks during a game. I wonder, does that go like ahead of a Pacific Division title, but after a Western Conference title, where do you, like, kind of rank that as far as the things and everything that goes on with it? I think it's a good confidence booster. And, you know, um, 
because you guys know I love my sports podcast. Um, I was listening to, I, I think it was Gil's Arena, and they were commenting that Gil said, I believe, that he thinks that only champions or like real title contenders will take this tournament because it's a one game thing when it comes down to it and experience is going to be talent in these types of situations. That was just his thought, but it's only the first one. We'll see what happens. Andy. Well, I mean, the Pacers would probably push back on that last statement, um, considering that they're a young squad. Um, I that think they lost. That they and lost. And we saw that their inexperience kind of played a role in that. They kind of started getting blown out at one point in this. They sure did. They sure did. I mean, I think, you know, LeBron already stated that he definitely wanted to win it more so for his teammates right. than, than himself. Um I think it was dope. Quite frankly, I think the NBA needed uh, the Lakers. If not the Lakers, maybe the Celtics. Mm -hmm. I know that's kind of blasphemous, but they needed uh, a, a big market marquee team in order to win this tournament to make this seem very much so successful because if it was the Pacers versus who was that, the, the Lakers, uh, if it was the Pelicans, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if people would have tuned in that way. So I think it was definitely necessary for the Lakers to win. It was necessary for LeBron to be at the forefront of it. Um, and hey, it was a success. It definitely was, except for those ugly courts. Um, they could do something better for the designs. Some courts was okay. Some. Some. I like the jazz court. It was purple, lavender. I kind of like that, but I can understand the eyesore for a lot of people. Um, especially this championship one in Vegas. The like, blue and red, yeah. What is all of this? <laughs> what is happening? They told the Lakers to wear their gold jerseys because of that. I mean, it just it was an eyesore. and uh, But what I will say... Vegas and the NBA. Now they have winter on lock. They have summer with the summer league. Um, listen, it's a good look. It's a good look. Those, I'm sure Vegas had a lot going on this weekend. A lot, a lot. It was, you know, I enjoyed the outside festivities. You know, listen. Um, let me give you LeBron's stat line really quickly: twenty-four points, eleven rebounds, four assists, two steals. Right. Uh, um, his average in the tourney, 26.8 points. So he was doing his thing. A.D. in that game, like I said, 40 and 20, 41 points, 20 rebounds, five assists, four. Um, yeah, four board. No, four blocks. Excuse me. Why am I saying ports again? And Austin Reeves had 28 points, though. I think 22 in the first quarter and it took him a second in the second half to heat back up. But, yeah, no. So and they got paid. Boom. And but here's the thing. Let's not be too sad for the Pacers. They had another night in Vegas on Saturday night and got 250000 of them things apiece. Oh, they still got bread too, huh? They runner got, the runner-ups got two hundred and fifty k oh, apiece. So, I mean, I'm not too mad, you know. You got the, the Pacers only had six national televised games this season, so it definitely got an opportunity for the fans to get a better look at them and, you know. Shout out to them. Like I said, a Saturday night in Vegas, an extra 250 k in their pocket, popping. Shout out to Tyrese Halliburton. I think right. uh, outside of LeBron, I probably would have gave him the MVP as well. I think this was kind of like his coming out party. Like you said, Indiana doesn't really get too many, uh, you know, uh, national televised games. So I think it was it was a good look for them. But uh, can we be honest, though? Okay. For everybody on the Lakers squad that won 500 k that joint really gonna be like two fifty. 
Well, no. Let me tell you why. Uh Uh-oh. Because here's the thing. So you know there's a thing called the jock tax. So professional athletes are taxed in every state that they play in. And they are taxed at the income, you know, it's prorated based on how many games they play there. But they're taxed at the income rate of the state that they're in. And, you know, it's all complicated, too much math. But this game was in Nevada. Nevada has no state income tax. So they'll have to pay federal taxes on it, but no state income tax. So uh, they got a little more than that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? A little more, a little grease for the, you know, casino tables or what have you. Um, So I mentioned that they're going to be hanging the banner. They're going to be doing that this Monday against the Knicks at Staples Center. I don't care. If it's called Crypto Arena, y'all know I'm an OG original with the names. I kind of don't want them to raise a banner. I really don't either. I mean, I think the whole trophy presentation and even them uh, with the whole champagne, I think that was just a little bit too much. Right, because it's the middle of the season. But here's the thing. What I do think, though, is I think that that was exciting for the younger guys. And I think maybe that's why they rolled with it to give them a taste. Like, yo, you think this is good? Wait, if we make it to June, think how that's going to feel. So I, I gave grace with that. And, you know, it's a celebration of something. I don't know. Um, Let me ask you a question, Andy. Have you noticed that LeBron's celebrations seem to be a lot about rolling up in the icky lately? Like, <laughs> I, I'm wondering what's happening with that. I don't There's a lot of that. There's a lot of smoking on those other team packs. It's just interesting. You know, new handshakes come into play every season. But these little post-celebrations, I was like, Okay, Brian. What are you shocked about? Um, because LeBron has a certain image mm-hmm. at this point, clean right? Cut. Very clean cut. Like you know, you may see him with a glass of wine. His occasion. Does LeBron do cigars on occasion? I believe he might. He does. Yeah. Yeah, on occasion. Yeah. But just you know, I see nothing wrong with the plant. We know lots of athletes indulge in the plant, right? But LeBron, especially while he is still playing, it just, again, not saying he does, but the celebrations are as such, and it's just interesting to me. Man, let let LeBron do his thing. He's about to be a billionaire. LeBron is cooking. I'm not mad at that. I'm just, all I'm saying is (laughs) the outward display of it, because LeBron is very crafted and careful as far as his image goes. 100%. And the moves that he makes. So to me, if he's doing this out in the open, it's not, it's not just I'm having a good time. There is something. There's a reason. I, I don't know. Like me, I always think marketing, but that's my background. That's how I think. I don't know if it's that, but it's just interesting to me. It's a choice, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's probably indulgent. I wouldn't put it past him if he I was. mean, I'm not talking about that. Okay. You know, yeah. The kids, huh? But no, not even the kids. What I am saying is LeBron makes very strategic choices. So the choice to use this type of celebration mm-hmm. frequently, mm-hmm. and like it's not you rolling the blunt. You <laughs> bringing the blunt up to your mouth and taking a hit you doing little i again i don't have a problem with it you know some people might be like what about the kids yeah not what about them but what about them not like that i mean 
there are worse things they could see. But what I, I'm just saying, I'm just curious because he is so careful with his image and the things that he does. Right. Usually when he is doing something, it is a setup for something else or it is leading into something. So I'm just wondering, is it just Cavalier like, oh, it's year 21, who cares? Or what's going on with it's that? It's probably an inside joke. Okay. Because he only does it with AD, right? I think I I don't know. Because I haven't That's seen a good him question. do that with anybody else. I think I've only seen him do it with AD. But I'm probably gonna watch tomorrow see if he does it with anybody else. Okay, okay, we're gonna get into that. Um, in please network says, "What's going on, my people? And how's everybody?" Okay, you're just shouting us out. We appreciate you. Go- the ghost OG J Speed says, "Um, okay." I'm not sure what's going on. It's a lot happening in the chat. So anyway, there were other things that were happening in Vegas around the in-season championship. Like the Vegas crowd, you know, usually when it comes time, they used to boo David Stern. The boo birds were out, right? We've seen Adam Silver as of late get a couple of boos. But this year, they booed Malika Andrews. You guys really do not rock with Malika. And part of me is like, yo, she's just doing her job. You guys are being a little hard on the young lady. Um, I do suspect some of it is a thing that black women have gotten accused of a lot about in the past. Because, you know, it's out in the open now that Malika is engaged to her co-worker Dave McMiniman who, um, you know, is with ESPN, and he is a Caucasian brother. Malika's biracial. And, you know, some people feel like they are making a connection with that is why she recovers and reports on some of the things that she does. I don't necessarily think that's the case. Sometimes I I think you're just giving her a hard time. But, you know, it's out there, and they certainly drop those boos down into the mix. So, you know. Be nice, people. Be nice. Okay, it was a great weekend for L.A., and I know some of you are like, it's sports, Jill. But I just got to update you. And even if you don't care about sports, you care about this just because, wow, the money. So, you know, it's Major League Baseball free agency. And the Los Angeles Dodgers have a guy that moved from down south in Orange County up to the big leagues. Not that the Angels aren't the big leagues. These are just jokes, you know. But the Dodgers are the preeminent franchise here, right? If we're talking baseball. All right, but check out what his contract is. A, first thing I'm going to say to you is, if you have young kids, baseball. Soccer or baseball. And I love basketball. Soccer or baseball. Ten-year, $700 million. That's how much his new deal is for. Ten years, $700 million to play baseball. Okay? So, in theory, what that would be is $70 million a year, $5.8 million a month, $1.3 million a week, $191,000 a day. But there is word that there's a little kitsch, a little kick to the contract, and he's going to defer $68 million of his contract every year 
for the 10 years and get a bulk payment at the end of his contract, which will also allow the Dodgers to be able to make other moves in free agency. I have I have known nothing about the collective bargaining agreement for the MLB, but that seems illegal. But uh, look, $700 million? Is this, is this the same situation? Considering uh, this is L.A., California, 700 mil, is it going to be cut in half or is it the same situation where it's prorated and all that? Well, I mean, it's the same thing. So he has, you know, whatever. Uh, there's a hundred and something games in the um, MLB. So for those half of the games that are home games, whatever his rate will be, that will be taxed. And then the ones that are in the other cities they'll be taxed based on that state's tax rate but with his deferment it means he's only getting two million dollars a year until the end of his contract so i mean listen and by then you know who knows what tax loopholes and laws will be in existence so i mean i'm not mad at it slurge on i just want to say for lebron james entire on-court career 530 million dollars Shatani's new contract, I mean, I'm jacking up his name, combined his first name and his last name, but y'all got me, um, $700 million. So 530 million for LeBron in 21 years in the NBA on court. Please believe me, I take a half a billion and wouldn't be upset. I know LeBron's not crying and we know he's made much more than that off the court, but look, that's some dough. All right. Um, Listen, do you guys like Showtime? Do you watch Showtime? Do you care about it anymore with all the streamers and things like that? Well, if you do, as of January 8th, Showtime will be no more. So it is going to cease to exist as a standalone brand. They are getting rid of the name. It will still be in existence. But Paramount Plus, the streamer, will now also be Paramount the Network, and it is going to replace Showtime. You know, all of these combination and things of that nature. So if you have any fun, I, I don't know if how much that means the um, programming will change. Probably not too much. They will be showing Paramount Plus originals on Showtime, but, you know, get ready for more changes, more changes. Listen, when we come forward, I will tell you about a legendary singer and songwriter who is announced his final tour we're going to get into this cardi b and offset stuff because it is quite a bit and more trending topics and headlines you are locked into rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580 welcome back into rsvp with jill monroe here on kbla talk 1580 every once in a while andy gets me yeah, I just found out about it today. Oh, really? Who's this? This is Cash Doll featuring Wale and Eric Bellinger, single and happy. Okay. Released back in 2021. Okay. Yeesh. That's that's that West Coast thing. Who produced it? Because that that's always that yeesh. Who do I hear that? Kaylin for real, for real. I hear that a lot in his stuff. Um, a couple other people. Wondering. I like Cash Doll. Um. Drake Butters, never heard of him. Never heard of him either. All right, well, you know, maybe that's just the ad lib. Shout out to them, though. Uh, on theme, as we discussed, Thomas Outlaw in the chat says, 
Is Otani's deferral comparable to Jordan's deal with the Bulls towards the last few years? And is he earning big bank overseas and endorsements? That's a great question. I have no idea what he does overseas. Um, probably doesn't need to do much at this point. I, I think the Angels, he had a fat contract with the Angels, I believe. You know, there was a lot of fanfare when he came over. Clearly, he likes Southern California. He just didn't like the locker room down the way in that franchise. So, um, it, it has to be legal, obviously, you know, Legal is probably not the right word for it. It has to be within bounds of the agreement, but it's just an interesting structure and, you know, gives the team a lot of flexibility. Wonder whatever, what other little caveats and so forth are in that contract. Cause there has to be some, but you know, shout out to them city of champions. Yes, we are. My understanding and I could be all the way wrong is that he's only hitting though. He's not doing any form of pitching. Oh. Or either or. I don't know. Like I was, you know, watching ESPN. I think I heard them basically say that he's only gonna be doing one thing as opposed to, you know, being him being a hitter and a pitcher back with the Angels. Mm. So I'm just assuming he's just hitting. Um, but we could use some pitching though for sure. I mean because, Yeah. You know, Clayton Kershaw. I was about to say it's <laughs> he's past his time and, and we lost Trevor Bauer. You know, unfortunately. But that's just how the story goes. Okay. So, Cardi B and Offset, listen, I told you last week, I mentioned that fans had discovered the two had unfollowed each other on Instagram, and Cardi had put in her stories something about growth and outgrowing people and, you know, moving to different spaces. So, last night after she performed at the TikTok in the Mix concert in Arizona, which, um... Let me tell you, if you haven't seen any clips online from her performance, she looked amazing. She came out in a red jumpsuit, red fur, red long nails, banging, and, um, you know, dropped all that heat. I Okay, so this is a side, a random side, but it fits, and I just want to share it with you. Don't you feel like, right, that Cardi B's On 10 is like the female version of Dreams and Nightmares? You guys got a vibe with me. Just go back and listen. You'll get into it. So anyway, she announced on Instagram Live last night that she has been single for a minute now. She said that she's been afraid. She just didn't know how to tell the world. But she said that she felt like today was a sign. And she said that because a rumor that Offset came out and denied within 15 minutes of it being put out there was released yesterday. We'll get into that in a second because that's very convoluted and very, um, it involves some Zeus Network stars. So we'll get into that in a second. But she said that she wants to start the new year fresh and open and she's curious for a new life and a new beginning. So she said she's excited for 2024. What she did let the fans know is that it wasn't necessarily about cheating or somebody else. She said, people always assume that, but those aren't the only things that can break a relationship up, you know? Um, it sounds like maybe they just, you know, grew to two different places, which can sometimes happen. I don't know. They're still very young, you know, early 30s. I mean, it's quite possible because she didn't say that they were divorced. She didn't say that she filed. 
She said that she was single. So to me, that means that there's a possibility that of reconciliation. And we've seen them break up before, you know. She said also, I don't know if you guys have been getting clues from me. We had. They had. Um, from my lives or my stories when I put certain music up or find my unfollowings, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, she's been leaving breadcrumbs. The two have been together since 2017. They secretly got married that same year, right? They have two children. Culture is five. Their son, Wave, is two. And they've been married for five years. And she said, I don't really like talking about love much, but I, okay, well, this was a 2020 interview in Elle magazine. And she said, I don't really talking about love much, but I feel like I have to do it just because I want people to know a little bit. There's always rumors about me and my husband. I feel like people would rather start rumors. They want me to be heartbroken. They want me to hurt. Was it that, Cardi, or were they just reading the tea leaves? I don't know. You know, nobody wants to see anyone go through emotional turmoil, but they seem to like the drama a little bit. But she basically said, I do know that my relationship has a lot of drama, but there's a lot of love, there's a lot of passion, and there's a lot of trust. There's a big friendship. It's always us against the world. That was in 2020. But fast forward to now, she said, you know, you just outgrow relationships. And that's it. She said, I'm tired of, remember, she also said, I'm tired of protecting people's feelings. I got to put myself first. So she's been hinting. Hinting, hinting, right? So good luck to them. The irony is that last Thursday, they were featured, the family, Cardi B and Offset, along with their kids, on the new Baby Shark movie. And a scene from it was, you know, floating around social media. So we hope that everything, you know, comes together for them. They're still young. There's still time. Forensic account says flexibility to lose to the Diamondbacks again. Hey, 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 hey. Remember, we are the city of champions. The Diamondbacks got one. That's okay. We're always back. We're always up, right? We are. And forensic accountant also said, if Cardi B is willing to help me with this wood, she can bring the kids out here. I don't think Cardi B is a small town in the woods type of lady. At least not yet. Maybe later, you know. So the other drama that was surrounding them was, you know, Blueface and Krishan. They always have a lot, a lot of stuff going on. They've had a lot of stuff going on over the past couple of weeks that saw Blueface showing up at Krishan's friend's house at 4 a.m. because she was out and taking the baby and all of these things. Well, Blueface also accused, he said that one, he took the baby's DNA test and He's not the father. We don't know if that's true or not. But he also accused Krishan and Offset of hooking up. And Offset came out within 15 minutes and basically was like, that's cap. That's not true. Right? Some people thought, oh, Blueface is just doing that. He's just saying these type of things because Krishan has covered up her tattoo that she had of his portrait on her neck with the rose. She already has a new man. She has his name tattooed on her. Um, she is also saying that she found some things inside his phone. And so, you know, it's just the messiness, the drama. 
But here's the thing. Blueface came back after both Krishan and Offset denied it. And Blueface came back with a date. He said it was November 10th at 4 a.m. Now, we don't know how he knows that or why he picked that particular date. But I'll tell you what, the Internet doesn't forget. And Cardi even said on her live she didn't think it was true, but she didn't really care. She didn't seem too concerned about it. But here's the thing. They were together on November 10th. They were at the same party. French Montana had a birthday party that night. And Krishan was there. Offset was there. Of course, some other people were there. So I don't know what that means. All it does mean, though, is that they were in the same place at the same time on the same date. So maybe that's why Blueface put that out there. Maybe that's why he got it confused. In addition to, you know, it's been over with Krishan and he said that Krishan Jr., their child, is not really his child. We don't know if he's telling the truth. But his girlfriend, Jaden, also broke up with him. Again, who knows if any of these breakups will last. But, you know, it could be the start or the reason why he's kicking up all of this dirt. So, you don't know. Forensic accountant says DNA means nothing if you have signed the birth certificate unless you have a sympathetic judge, and that's not guaranteed. I doubt Blueface signed anything. He wasn't there for the birth. And, you know, I don't know their personal business, but I know he wasn't there for the birth. And um, it's just a lot of drama with them. So that is of a side. But we wish Cardi and Offset in their current state a lot of love, a lot of good luck, and a lot of positive vibes because of... You know, it's a lot. And I understand why Cardi probably was hesitant to let us back in the group chat because she's been screaming at us in the group chat for so long that they're fine. You know, things happen and sometimes it can be embarrassing. Sometimes you don't want to deal with the fans that are inevitably going to be in your comments like, girl, I told you or whatever with their opinions and things like that. But I appreciate her for sharing, and um, she says she definitely wants to release new music next year, so we hope that that happens as well. And I did also find it interesting, like I said, Cardi performed at the TikTok concert. It was TikTok's first concert event that they've thrown. I'm sure they'll be throwing more, but Offset performed too. So, gee, is that awkward? I mean, I know most people would hate to have to interact with their ex at workplace situations on a constant but you know it's not like they don't have to co-parent so listen what are your thoughts on cardi and offset do you think that this is the end do you think that it's just another phase did they owe social media an explanation? You know my thoughts on that. They did. Because I feel like if you utilize your lifestyle as far as your advertising thing, your endorsements, and you want people to buy into your lifestyle to buy some of your products, etc., then, you know, if something goes left, I'm not saying you got to tell us everything. You are allowed to your privacy, and discretion is key, but... 
you got to let us know what's up. And she did that. So shout out to you, Cardi. Okay, I forgot to mention when I was talking LeBron that Bronny made his debut on Sunday for USC. He had his first college basket. It wasn't a dunk. It was a three. Dad was there. The whole family was there. And, of course, LeBron took to Instagram to express the moment and how it felt for him. He said, can't even tell you how emotional today was for me. I'm literally drained, and all I can say is, Bronny, you're simply incredible. Damn the wins and losses, because, you know, they lost. It's okay. Um, Those will occur. You've already won the ultimate goal championship, and that's life. Proud of you, kid, and today you've given me more life. So, you know, obviously it's exciting, not just as a father, but because Bronny had that cardiac scare in the summer where he did have to have some surgery. And shout out to LeBron for staying after Bronny's game to check out the USC women's game. I told you guys earlier in the season to be on the lookout for Juju Watkins. She is from right here in L.A., went to Sierra Canyon. She is in, I think, one of the Beats commercials with LeBron, too. Obviously, she and Bronny know each other from school, and um, she's going to be one to watch. So keep your eye on her, not just for this season, but for the foreseeable future. Okay? Okay. So, oh, did I mention that Blueface has a new TV show coming on Zeus? Blueface has a new TV show coming on Zeus. When we come forward, I'll give you more details on that, plus more trending topics and headlines. I got a Kiki Palmer update, y'all. All of that and more, you're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So I mentioned that Blueface has a new show coming to Zeus, and this time he has a million dollars for the hottest newest female rapper so they are taking auditions submissions what have you if you think you got bars and you want to box a little bit because i'm sure there's going to be some boxing in the house Uh, i say hit it up and get involved i don't know like listen i know there's an audience for things and if there was no audience there would be none of these shows but don't y'all get tired? Like, geez, don't you get tired of some of the debauchery? Like, I like a little foolishness. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say that I don't understand sometimes being entertained by a little bit of drama, a little bit of, you know, toxicity. But come on, like, there's got to be a limit. It's got to just not be entertaining at some point. But it's just me. So again, like I said, the weekend was busy. Your girl Kiki Palmer, she took to Instagram over the weekend with Nicki Minaj's Sing Green as the musical backdrop. And she was holding her baby, beat to the gods, standing in her kitchen or someone's kitchen somewhere. And she was holding the baby, bouncing him. And the caption, well, not the caption, there was, I guess it's a cap. what is it called when you put words on your Instagram video? I don't know. This is what she said across the video. 
when reality TV makes everyone believe all celebrities' lives are just one big marketing strategy and scheme. But my life is truly unraveling at the seams, and I just wear trauma like a Dolce & Gabbana coat because Sharon didn't raise no beep. Listen, I, and I understand that Kiki is going through it, and I really do feel for her, especially, you know, with a nine-month-old baby in the midst of your career and all of that. But didn't you tell us to take you out the that you wanted us out of the group chat and to mind our business? But then you want us to come back and I don't know. I just think that maybe for 2024, and I know it's hard because one, social media is addicting, and two, you know, out of sight, out of mind, especially now, if you are not keeping yourself relevant on social media, do you even have a career? Do you exist? But I think, you know, Kiki and someone we're going to talk about later, Tamar, and a couple of others, you know, Tyrese and his wife, few more should take a break from social media in 2024 or reevaluate how they utilize it right because it seems to be taking a toll on their mental and really y'all have enough money where you could block it out at least for a little bit you know or hand your account over to a professional but we'll see what happens. When we come forward, we're going to get into this MC Hammer topic because I have thoughts about that. And we're also going to take a look back at what Hammer might have been referring to in the early parts of his career and some of the commentary around, you know, family-friendly rap. I don't even know if that's a good way to term it, but that's what we're going to call it tonight. So all of that and more on the other side. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I don't trust a word you say How you wanna click up after your mistakes Look you in the face and it's just not the same Welcome back in. You are locked in to hour two of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Fake love, not what we have here going on at KBLA. No, sir. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all the love. It's the holiday season, so we want to, you know, rest in that, get all up in that. But MC Hammer didn't. We're going to get into that because, you know, I really like Hammer. And um, I'm really sad that we didn't get to see him bust a move. But I kind of feel him on his explanation. We'll get into that shortly. Listen, you are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe and KBLA Talk 1580. Hour two, like I said, we're going to get into this Hammer story. But before we do, I mentioned that a legendary singer is going to be hanging him up and is headed out on his farewell tour, okay? So Keith Sweat has announced the early dates for his Make It Last Forever farewell tour. It kicks off February 1st at the Target Center in Minneapolis. And he's going to have stops in Chicago, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Philly. And at least the first half of the tour wraps up in Oklahoma City, March 2nd. It will include SWV, Tyrese, and Pretty Ricky as the opening acts. And um, 
you know, Keith is saying goodbye to R&B. I mean, man, Keith Sweat, the Make It Last Forever album dropped in 87. So, I mean, that, that's some work. And really, I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's just been in the re- last recent sort of years that he has researched and sort of stepped back out. But I'm glad I got to see him on the Legacy Tour. I don't know if I'll make it out to this other round, but, you know, shout out to Keith Sweat. I have good memories to his music, and, um, you know, I don't know if some of his songs could rock out in 2024 if they came out today, jams as they are. You know, I think about the opening line of one of my favorites, Right in the Wrong Way. You may be young, but you're ready. Yeah. Probably not going to get too much airtime in 2023. But shout out to Keith Sweat. I also want to bring some acknowledgement to an actress named Ellen Holly. She was one of the first black women to appear on a soap opera. That was One Life to Live in a leading role capacity. <clears throat> she passed away, excuse me, last Wednesday at the age of 92 in New York. She played the groundbreaking character of Carla Gray on One Life to Live, as I mentioned, from 1968 to 1980, and then came back from 83 to 85. She was hand-chosen for the role by Agnes Nixon, who created All My Children, One Life to Live, I believe The Edge of Night 2, which is an old, old soap opera that came on back in the day. And she was chosen after she wrote an opinion piece in the New York Times called How Black Do You Have to Be? And at that time, she talked about the difficulty finding roles as a light-skinned black woman. And, you know, it was a bold piece during a bold time. And it's interesting to think that those conversations are still happening in a different sort of way, kind of turned around, but always, always involved when it comes to us and representation. At any rate, I just wanted to, you know, bring light to that, sending love and light to her family and acknowledgement, because a lot of times we often, you know, highlight the big ones, the notables that are sort of icons in the industry, but there's lots of people that were still doing the work, taking the steps, taking a stand along the way, and I think it's important to pay homage to them as well. So, you know, peace to her family, and um, yeah, thank you for your contributions and for, you know, standing up to the world. Okay, listen. So much, so much happened over the weekend. Well, I think this is actually today. Congratulations go out to Sierra and her husband, Russell Wilson. They welcomed their baby girl, Amora Princess Wilson. She and her older sister share the same middle name, which is also mommy's middle name. So cute. Got a little George Foreman-esque business going on there. She was nine pounds, one ounce. So baby girl was... A big baby, not a lightweight, and um, you know, mommy, baby, mommy and baby are doing fine. So, so cute. They have matching sets now. Two girls, two boys, all adorable. Congratulations to them. All right, now WeTV, they seem to be procuring a lot of former VH1 stars, and a lot of VH1 stars that were on shows like Basketball Wives and Atlanta Exes. So the next up. 
at WeTV. It's announced that a new reality show is dropping next year. And it's going to be surrounding Matt Barnes. You know, he was on the OG Basketball Wise with his girlfriend, fiance, and later wife at the time, Gloria Gavon. And he is currently dating supermodel Beverly. Well, he's engaged to supermodel Beverly Johnson's daughter, Ananza Sims. They have a blended family and they are going to be coming to WeTV next year. And we're going to see what happens. I don't know. I would think Matt would be a little sketchy after the havoc that reality TV raked over his relationship the last time. But we'll see you give it a go. When we come forward, more trending topics and headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580.